Back in 2013, Lamborghini gave us, well, a glimpse into the future and the past. They showed us something that can help them achieve commercial success. Similar to that of what Porsche did with the Cayenne, Lamborghini was now looking at the ALV marketplace, or as some of you call it, the SUV sport marketplace. They wanted to give us something we could bring more people in at one point in time, something we could pull our standard Lamborghinis to the track in. But why? Why were they thinking of this? Oh hell, it's 2013, it's just a concept. Back in 2006, we saw the Mura. 1995, we saw the Cala. Hell, 1977, we saw the Cheetah. These are just concepts. But from there, where do you think they're gonna go? So today, we're gonna take a look at the few holes that Lamborghini has considered doing and never has. Autolux Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from Autolux.net. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our host website, autolux.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, and listen to some more podcasts. Take a look at some of the pictures that go along with our podcast, and find some corporate websites. From there, we'd like to thank both Podbeam and Feedspot for getting us out onto the world. Podbeam.com has gotten us out onto every major streaming site from iTunes to Amazon to Sony Music. We are there thanks to them. And Feedspot has given us the go-ahead to move into the world of today. They have showed us, and the world, that the Autolux Podcast is a top-tier podcast. Making Canada's top 15 automotive podcast list, Autolux is there, and Feedspot helped us do it. So like I said in the beginning, the year S. You remember the concept back in 2013? If you look before that, Lamborghini was playing around with a lot of really weird ideas. But not a lot of them ever came out. Being owned by Volkswagen, they were kind of looking at it as, ah, Lamborghini has its own kind of niche. And we have Porsche to fit in all the sports car marketplace. And then we got Bugatti at the top. Like, we're going to give Lamborghini to Audi and we're going to leave them there. But um, what can they do? What can they bring us? They're not on their own. Unlike counterparts, McLaren and Ferrari. We're both McLaren and Ferrari. Ferrari have full high-performance car model lineups. Lamborghini does not. Lamborghini's been playing around with the idea of a mainstream product for a long time. In 1977, they built the Lamborghini Cheetah. They went after a military contract. They didn't win it. And with the Cheetah concept, they decided, hey, we didn't win the contract for the military vehicles. Why not make some money off this project? We spent all this money and it's getting near the end of the 70s. We've gone through the gas crisis. We're having issues. Let's do something with this. The LM001. We get a mainstream product, which actually has less sales than the Countach and less production than the Countach. So it's more of a specialty item. The truck from Lamborghini never brought down its image. It never really had a use as even a truck, but it gave us a new market. The Urus was a product envisioned to bring more money into the Lamborghini brand. This was originally sought after when the Gallardo came out. But if you remember the Gallardo, its original spearhead came in 1995, back in the days of Chrysler. When they were working on the Diablo concept, they decided, hey, you know, we have developed engines for Formula One racing. Uh, we got the Diablo. What else can we do with this brand? It's only got one car. Really, one vehicle. Hell, we got the Viper, the Stealth, the Avenger. Like, hell, we had the Daytona. 
what the hell does Lamborghini have? Well, let's make something else. You know, Ferrari has many different counterparts. Why don't we go after more of the holes in the marketplace? But it's the mid-90s, and people are buying Diablos like they're going out of style. So let's not push our production to the max and screw things up. And without having mass deep pockets, like companies like General Motors have, maybe we'll hold back. So Lamborghini decided to do concept, to try and see if they can enter the entry-level high-performance marketplace. Go after the GTS marketplace. And in walks the Cala concept. This vehicle would eventually give rise to the Lamborghini Gallardo, but in 1995, this could have been a product to push Lamborghini into the mainstay of high-performance vehicles. Like we said, even back in the Countach days, they had the silhouette and the Jalpa. They had the LM001. Until the Diablo, Lamborghini always had at least two vehicles on the go. With the Diablo, they only had one. But changing hands so much between the mid-80s to the late-90s, their GTS, or even touring product, never made it to the market. And once being scooped up by Volkswagen, Lamborghini's image was just to make money. The replacement for the Diablo, the Marcielago, would come out. And when Volkswagen realized that this car is at the top end of the supercar market, we need a more bread and butter vehicle. So they created the Gardo. During this time frame, they chopped the top off the Gardo. They said to themselves, hey, you know what? Let's make a speedster. They did this again with the Aventador J. They looked at the speedster market, but they never went after it. Lo and behold, today, what are we looking at in the 2021 timeframe? The Ferrari SP1, the McLaren Elva, hell, even Porsche has a speedster. The speedster market is starting to grow. Lamborghini thought of getting into it, but never did it. They lost their chance. So instead of having the Concept S, which is a speedster version of the Gallardo, the Gallardo and the Marcielago, they only have the Marcielago and the Gallardo. Kind of missed the boat on that Lamborghini, but their brains were still going as they were starting to see how Porsche was moving. Lamborghini thought about it and said, hey, what would it be like if we created a sedan? They created the Estoc concept. A sedan, a four-door Lamborghini with conventional doors, similar to that of the Gallardo. But really, could they do this? Could they diminish their image by creating a sedan? It's not something they could do. They're not Aston Martin. They're not Maserati. They're Lamborghini. They're high-performance cars. They fight McLaren and Ferrari. They can't build a sedan, but they need to make more money for Volkswagen. Well, the Aventador J concept came out. The Augusta concept came out. The Urez concept came out. And get, start getting into 2014, the Asteron concept comes out. This is when we start seeing a product that Lamborghini should be making. Lamborghini only has a GTS and a supercar. Two products in 2014. The Asteron is to be a hybrid grand touring car. Something to go up against the likes of the Ferrari 812 GTS, the 612 Scaletti. Grand touring cars. Hell, McLaren has the McLaren GT. They even have the 570 GT because they know people want creature comforts while traveling around. If you take a look through McLaren's life, they've had the 570 GT, the 570, the 600 LT 720. Then they've also done their P1, the Sabre, the Senna, you know, they've had their, you know, top end supercar, you know, pristine things, similar to that of like the Revention, the Scion. Lamborghini has done those, but the Gallardo and now the Huracan compete against products like the 600 LT and the Ferrari 296 GTB. There is no entry level into Lamborghini. There's nothing to go up against the 570S. Why is that? 
that? Why is a small company like McLaren building these amazing supercars in all these great markets where you get a company like Lamborghini that's been around since the 60s with two products? Well, Lamborghini started to see that and decided to themselves, well, look, we made a truck back in the 80s. Why don't we give the world something like that? You think they'll give us grief if we created an SUV? Hell, Porsche did it with the Cayenne, but let's make it look more like a sports car than an SUV. And in walks the Lamborghini Urus. When people first saw it, they thought, this isn't the market for supercar manufacturers. This is 2013. This is almost 10 years ago. Why the hell would we jump into the SUV bandwagon? Yeah, Porsche did it, and they diminished their brand. They destroyed their supercar image to go after money. Why would Lamborghini do this? Lamborghini doesn't have products to compete against everything else. Similar to that of Bugatti, who only has the Chiron. Hell, Bugatti even had the consideration of building a sedan and the consideration of even building an SUV of the Bentenga platform, but never did it. The most notable concept in Lamborghini's history would be the Asteron. In the past 20 years, that is a concept that should have gone through to production. Fernando Lamborghini, when he created the company, built it to go after Ferrari's grand touring car. He wasn't after sports cars, he wasn't after supercars, he was after Ferrari and their GTs. Lamborghini hasn't had a GT product since the 70s. And by not having a GT, they don't have anything to go up against the likes of McLaren. Hell, even Koenigsegg has a GT product. Grand Touring products, GTs, GTSs, even just touring models, are something high-performance make really neat prove itself in the world to make it seem like a full lineup. Think about it. When you think of Dodge or Chrysler right now, do they have a full lineup or are they a select niche product builder? They are a select niche product builder. That's all they are these days. They have specific vehicles. Chrysler has the 300 and Pacifica and Dodge, Charger, Challenger, Durango. Hell, the Journey's not even there anymore and the Caravan's gone. Limited products. They're like Lamborghini. Limited. Lamborghini keeps building the Aventador to go after Ferrari and their SF90 nows and the Huracan to go after the 296 GTP. But what about the Ferrari Portofino or Roma? They're entry-level Ferraris. The McLaren 570, the Aston Martin V8 Vantage. They're entry-level high-performance products falling in the classification of touring cars. They're not quite a grand tourer. The power, the creature comforts, well, and the displacement of that engine. These are the products that get people into the door. Similar to that, how Toyota has the Yaris. The Yaris gets you into the door of Toyota, where eventually they can get you to move into a Camry or hell, even move up and to get, get you into a Tundra. It's a product to get you in the door. A Huracan, yeah, it can get you through the door, but it gets you through the door long after people have gotten through the door of McLaren and Ferrari. So while McLaren and Ferrari eating up these entry-level people, Lamborghini's only getting the people who have become someone. Like it says in the movie, you buy a Ferrari when you want to be someone. You buy a Lamborghini when you are someone. Sure, people who buy the Romas or the 570s want to be someone. They want to look like they're driving the SF90 or the, even the 720Ss. They want to look like they got money. They got speed and they got a great car. They could roll up in this $200,000 touring car. And with that McLaren logo on the front, most people would be like, whoa, that's cool. But I want to ask you this. When you roll up in a Porsche Boxster, does everyone's head turn? Or are they more likely to turn their head when you show up in a 911 GT3? Yeah, but to get to that GT3, you had to start at the Boxster. 
McLaren figured this out. And they've also figured out the niche marketplace with the Elva, the Sabre, the Senna, utilizing platforms that they already have to build these limited production vehicles. Ferrari does it all the time as well. Now, this year they have the new Daytona, bringing back a design from its past. McLaren wants to enter more markets. Same with Koenigsegg. Hell, Lotus is now starting to get back into the game and back into the markets, with the Emira getting people in through the doors in the hopes that they'll stay long enough to afford an Avija. And now with the Electra, they can even get you on your drive into work every day. Lamborghini has that. They have your daily driver with your Urus. Or before, they had the Huracan all-wheel drive as your daily driver and your Aventador for the weekend. And then if you really got money and you really hit the top tier class in Lamborghini, you can get that Scion. Amazing. Hell, you might even get on the list for the new Countach. But unless you've made it super big, you didn't walk through that door when you were just starting out. The people that are going to go out and buy a Ferrari Roma or a McLaren 570 or even an Aston Martin V8 Vantage are the same people who are going to be looking at a Corvette. A Nissan GTR, hell, even a Ford GT, but more mainstream cars. So we're talking about the Corvette. When I see the price difference between a Chevrolet Corvette and a Lamborghini Huracan, I'm not willing to jump in. I'll buy the Corvette first because I can afford that a lot earlier than I can my Lamborghini. So if Lamborghini created an entry-level product, they can get us in. Lamborghini is in need of more products and they need some help. Similar to that of how we helped Chrysler try and figure out their product line. And maybe Stellantis is listening to us and how they can save Chrysler and Lancia and Dodge. And even Opel and Vauxhall. Hell, even Fiat. All the different products that they need. Like I said, McLaren has three main models. Lamborghini has two. With the Euras, it's just their mass market. Five product offerings would help Lamborghini set itself above the competition. They already have their active lifestyle vehicle. So where do we go from here? They need their entry-level touring car, their grand touring car, their Grand Touring Sports Car, their Supercar, and their Mass Market Car. Now, they have the Mass Market Car with the Euros. They have the Supercar with the Aventador. And they have the GTS with the Huracan. But there's no Touring Car to get you through the door. And there's no Grand Touring Car for those weekend excursions. For myself, if I wanted something just to go away on a weekend with my wife, I would buy a McLaren GT. Because I could throw some luggage in the back of it and go for a nice, casual drive. It's something I would even travel across the country in. I'm not going to travel across the country in an Aventador door or here it can there's not enough room for me to bring everything i need to along where a grand tour like the asteron would allow me to do that ferrari had that with the fs and the grand luso and now they have the Purisane. A sedan and a hypercar could complement this. Hypercar, we have one with a Scion. A sedan could help bring more money into Lamborghini, but only if they did it right. The only way Lamborghini can get into the mass market sedan marketplace and not screw themselves over like Porsche did with the Panamera is to build a product like Mercedes. The CLS and CLS shooting brake give the illusion that they are coupes. Hell, even the Volkswagen CC is a coupe profile vehicle. These are vehicles that give you the illusion that you're driving something sporty and fun, but you can also take your friends with it. Now we see that Lamborghini is actually going after the active sports car market with the new Gambella coming out. They're one crate 
the Huracan Strato. Now, the Huracan has always had an all-wheel drive model, which has made it more of the everyday Lamborghini. And now, with an active sports car version, they're going into a marketplace that none of their competitors are hitting. They're going to beat them to the market. Could Porsche or McLaren follow suit? Porsche has already worked on a 911 ASC, but to complement Lamborghini's production, there is no true roadster. They only have spiders. Lamborghini's product lineup is full of a lot of holes, creating a lot more niche products like they did in the early 2000s and 2010s when they did products like the Sesto Elemento would really help bring them back to the top tier of supercar manufacturers around the world. We're not saying build the stock and give them a sedan so they can make tons and tons of money. We're saying Lamborghini, you need a touring model like the Cala. Bring out your $180,000 Lamborghini to get people through the entry door. You do that in a hardtop and a roadster, not a spider, a roadster. Why do we want a roadster? Because there are people that want convertibles. A spider, this essential target top, only gives you the illusion that you have a convertible. A roadster is a true full-blood convertible going for cruising at the beach. Sure, this is not a market that Lamborghini has ever really jumped into, or they've been more of a spider counterpart, but it's time to move forward. So, Touring and Roadster. You have your GTS with the Huracan and the Huracan Spider. A Grand Touring, your Asteron concept. Bring that out, and then do a spider top on that bad boy as well. Do a shooting brake version of it, similar to that of the FF. We have our supercar. We have our active lifestyle vehicle. And with the Toronto coming out, we have our active sports car coming out, which an active sports car version of the touring model would be great as well. But one thing that Lamborghini would really benefit their company to really set themselves apart from Aston Martin, Mercedes, Ferrari, Porsche, Lotus, Koenigsegg, would be if they teamed up with their original company. Lamborghini Trattori still exists. They're not part of Lamborghini automobiles at all anymore. But if you create a cross over vehicle extended the US platform to actually build a pickup truck so a crossover utility truck off of that platform and team it up with a trattori the tractor truck for Lamborghini bring back its heritage bring back the original image Lamborghini was once there let's bring it back the first 10 years of Lamborghini they had product niches covered but by hard times in the 70s the product category diminished and they became a niche player. Today Lamborghini is trying to make their comeback and they're trying to go after the big guys but some of the little guys have gotten bigger. A three sports car lineup for any major sports car manufacturer out there is required. Now we get it Porsche doesn't really have it because they got the Cayman Boxster and then the 911 but they hit all the markets with those two products. Boxster, Boxster GTS, Boxster Spider. You get the Cayman, Cayman GT4. Then you get the Carrera, Carrera 4S, 911, 911 Turbo, 911 GT2, 911 GT3. So you go from entry to supercar in all of the Porsche products. If Lamborghini created more of a base model of the Huracan, and hell, even tried to make a Roadster version of the Huracan, they could really set themselves up for future success. So do you think Lamborghini really needs more products in their chain? To us, we do believe that they do have holes in their product lineup. They are not a full-scale, high-performance manufacturer. Lotus is trying to fill in their gaps. McLaren keeps filling in niche gaps as they appear. Same with Koenigsegg. And Ferrari, well, they just own all the gaps. Let's give Lamborghini some more fight against the original competition. Let's make them go after Enzo. All in.
So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it on any of our social feeds or streaming sites. Leave us a comment and tell us what you like about it and you know what, what we can change, what you want us to do to make the Autolux podcast better. And after that, stop by the website, stop by autolux.net, check out some of the corporate websites, some of the automobile design ratings, children's books, help page. We are a great automotive site for finding help on the internet. We actually help classes out in the United States with class projects about green efficiency vehicles, insurance information, and product categories. Autolux is there, and Autolux teaches and again, we'd like to thank our, our host site, podbeam.com, and our good friends over at Feedspot. Give them a stop by, build your own account, so you can see products, or even hear products, from podcasts to blogs to articles, all together in one mass quantity at Feedspot. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride that we're going to take you on. 